What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you. My God, I had the best weekend up in upstate New York, in uh, Utica, New York, with uh, Justin Silver. First and foremost, that guy's a blast to hang out with, and he works out at a different level. My God, would I... Like, you think I look decent now? If I spent a couple weekends on the road with him, I mean, I would do, be doing steroids. I'd be like prison big. I mean, that guy works out at a different level. So me and him, we had an absolute blast hanging out. And special thanks to Meekhawk Nation, who showed up. Late Saturday, I'm a little out of breath. I don't know why I was doing push-ups before the show. I worked out too much over the weekend. Anyways, special thanks to the Meekhawks that showed up. Late Saturday show, Friday shows were fun, Saturday shows were show were fun, but then that late show, people showed up. They represented. Not only that, I feel like I got a uniform at this point. Everyone showed up wearing these dumb fucking, uh, um, you know, button downs, uh, dyke wear. Everyone was dressed like a lesbian with the shaved head. Uh, so they got, those guys showed up. I got to work on a whole bunch of uh, jokes. Some of this new stuff is starting to really click. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have a full hour soon. So show the hell up because I got mad dates coming up. What do we got coming up? I got crazy shows coming up. First is this Friday night late show at Dallas. Hyenas Nightclub. Might be Fort Worth. I don't know. Click on the link. The information's there. Uh, I got a local comic opening that up. I'm going to do like 45 minutes and then we'll, uh, we'll do a short live pad. Live pod. We'll run through some of the news. Next night, Austin, Texas with Scott Horton. I'm going to be doing some stand-up. Uh, got some other comics showing up. I think BK Chris might be showing up. Another local guy, Medit Skangfest, who's absolutely hilarious, going to be showing up. Then we'll do live pod with Scott Horton. Then I got Tucson, Arizona. I got Kansas City. I got Omaha, Nebraska. I got to get that link up here. And uh, more shows coming at you. So if you guys live in these areas, uh, acts coming together, come hang out. All right, so let's get into a whole bunch of randoms. And then we're going to go balls deep like Nancy Pelosi's husband into a gay hooker. That's what we're going to be doing in this episode. We are going to be getting into what is going on with our global elites. How stressed out does Nancy Pelosi have her husband that when she lives that leaves the house for 10 minutes, she's got to call the cops to go check on the place to make sure that he's not having sex with gay hookers. Not just gay hookers, gay hookers that belong to cults that decide to roam the streets of San Francisco naked and nude, posted on QAnon and thirsting for that good old vampire baby blood. And so we're going to be doing that in a minute because that's an important news topic. Now, how often does the news grace us with a topic so fascinating that it includes world leaders pretending like their homes were broken into so they could cover up for the gay anal sex that they were having uh, and trying to pull a hammer out of another man's rectum really quickly because the cops are there. And even though you're part of the global elite and so you only have to be so embarrassed when the cops show up to your house, you still don't want to have a hammer inside of your lover's asshole. You see what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> people are calling me out for being out of breath. We got St. Michael saying he hasn't taken a break, uh, breath yet. And we got Jake Moore. Why so out of breath? Has Kanye been chasing you? No, I'm, I don't know why I'm so out of breath. I shouldn't be so out of breath. You know what? Why don't we all together? Let's all catch our breaths. Let's all take deep ones and give birth on our floors. Anyone else's water break while we were doing our deep breath exercise? All right, so we're going to get into Paul Pelosi on the second half of the show. Uh, but you know what's even more outrageous than that? I don't like calling for government reform. I don't like calling for government to regulate markets. But there's one thing that we have to put an end to, and that's fake eggs. Why? Why does anyone have fake eggs? Regular eggs are cheap and delicious. There's probably few products that you can offer as a business that have a better markup than cooking eggs. You know how lazy you gotta be to not wanna make your own eggs? And I don't like making my own eggs. 
I don't like, I'll go out for bagel and eggs. Every day of my whole life, I'll go out for bagel and eggs. I love myself a bagel and eggs, but do it right. Give me a fresh egg. It is not that hard to have one person back there cracking some eggs, handing you some eggs. Make them fresh. You don't want to give me options with my eggs. I can respect that. If you want to be like, listen, we don't have the infrastructure here to be making your eggs over easy. We don't have the infrastructure for omelets. You can have it scrambled or you can have it nothing. I'd be like, okay, I respect your business. You're sticking with scrambled eggs. You want to make a whole thing of big ass scrambled eggs like at the beginning of like your, your morning shift. You want to mix it up with your potatoes, with your onions, with your sausage, and that's the only option for the eggs. I can respect that too. But don't give me what looks like an asbestos sponge. Don't give me what looks like it could double if we were in a world, comp, uh, a world uh, you know, apocalypse and you know, everyone had increased menstruation because they got vaccinated. Don't give me what looks like it could be the most absorbent tampon pad that's ever existed. Don't give me something that if we glued it together, I feel like I could turn it to a boat. Go to my Twitter, Robbie the Fire, if you don't already follow my Twitter. You can see the eggs that I ate in Ithaca, New Jersey. And by the way, you walk into some spots and you can expect some fake ass eggs. It's reprehensible. Nobody should serve you fake eggs. If you have a business and your business is serving people food, have enough respect to give them real eggs. And like uh, Subway sandwich shops, they got those fake egg patties. Most of the fast food places got fa fake, fake eggs, which despicable. Desp you, you have no, uh, you have no care or concern for your product. If you're an institution that serves food and you're giving people fake eggs, but this bakery, oh man, it wasn't even a bakery, some Ithaca coffee company. And let me tell you, they had delicious coffee. I become too much of a coffee snob. You know what happened to me? I started spending money on fancy iced coffees. I don't know why I started doing that, but now regular coffee actually tastes like shit to me. Like I've become a coffee snob or I used to go to a diner. I could drink nine cups of those coffee. It was fun to sit there. There was something about diner coffee and it was sitting there and drinking the coffee. And now it just tastes bad to me. I've, I've spoiled myself with good coffee where now I've become a coffee snob. I got to somehow go back. I got to quit the expensive coffees. Like the same way people quit cigarettes, maybe I got to wean myself. I got to like occasionally go to the, di like the diner and just drink shitty coffee. Because I'm wasting too much of my time being neurotic, showing up to these towns that I'm working in for one day, feeling like I'm pressured for time, and then roaming around trying to find the perfect cup of coffee. And by the way, I become such a snob. I'll buy a cup of coffee, take a sip, and be like, that's not hitting the spot. And then I'll go look for other coffee. It's lunacy. It's lunacy. I got to become more of a neurotic where I actually t at, like do everything at home and then like pack a cooler on the road just because the amount of time I'm wasting looking for food that's not fake eggs. And I, I want to start protesting these businesses. I want to start protesting fake eggs. If I show up to your town and you got a nice place and you deceive me with fake eggs, I, I like, well, where's Antifa? Let's get Antifa working on that. You guys are wasting your time trying to put people on blast for sharing the truth. Why don't you use these organizational and protesting efforts to show up to local businesses and put an end to the fake eggs? All right, I feel like we've commented quite a bit on the fake eggs. And if you're not disturbed by this, if you're not like understanding why I was as infuriated as I was over these eggs, go to Robbie the Fire on Twitter and you can find the tweet with the sponge eggs that nearly ruined my day. All right, uh, what else do I got on my list of nonsense here? Uh, what is it about needing to check into a hotel that makes you need to take a shit? If you're ever out there and like you haven't taken a shit in a couple of days, just go check into a hotel room. Wait on that line. Wait there while they're trying to find your name, while they're pressing all sorts of buttons, while they can't find your room. 
while they start like making your key and then they realize that their key machine isn't working and they can't make your key and they got to find you another key and then you go to your room and your door is not working what is it about checking into hotels that instantly makes you need to take a shit? There's something about it. It's like when you got to pee and people start talking about water or like in camp, they used to tell you if you put some kids uh, pinky into some water, they would pee themselves. I don't think I ever successfully pulled off that prank. I think I tried doing it once, got bored and then put some shampoo in guys, some guy's pants and tried to convince him that he came himself. But you know, he didn't even have pubes. It didn't make sense. I might have molested another kid, but I was also like 11 when that happened. So it wasn't criminal. Anyways, Let's move on. I didn't. I wasn't trying to get into that. But here's another thing I'll complain about hotels about. Um, what do hotels got against fresh air? If I'm on the first floor, why can't you give me a fucking window? You guys got these units, and they only got two options. It's hot, cold, or no fresh air. And what if I just want a fan? What if I just want to get some air from the outside? Because here's the thing with the hotels. You know, they rent you the room for a limited amount of time, and they're almost playing a game with you where they don't want you to be staying in that room. It's like, they, it's like they feel like they make more money if they rent you the room, but then you don't actually lay in the bed and depreciate the value of the thing. And then that leaves you no choice but to call up the front desk and request more linens that you can put the AC on blast so you can both get the fresh air from the outside and win the war with the hotel for who's going to use more resources to try and make sure that they can't make a profit off of you staying in that room because they too mu took too much time with your hotel room key and now you got to make up the fact that you soiled your undies. No, I didn't shit myself. I didn't shit myself in the hotel. But I'd like to know if you're out there, you work for one of these hotels, hit us up, robsnewsroom.gmail.com. I'd like to know how many times people are killing themselves from first floor windows of hotels that you can't give us windows that are open. I mean, every other institution that you go to, you get windows, you open up the window, you hear yourself some fresh air. It's a nice day. Why, 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 can I, why, I gotta feel like I'm locked into your prison rooms? Uh, all right, last, last random topic that we got here, and then we can start talking about Paul Pelosi. Um, I keep seeing signs when I'm on the road for sex trafficking resource center. And if you're being sex trafficked, does 911 not work? Do you call up 911 and they're like, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have to call the resource center on that one. Oh wait, so you, you, you've currently been kidnapped and, uh, you only have a couple minutes to pretend like you're taking a pee and call us. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you, you, you know, 911's for people like Paul Pelosi who are, uh, you know, have a hammer stuck in their gay lover. Um, so if you got like an emergency like that, you can call us, but you know, if you're just being sex trafficked, you're going to have to call the resource center. And what kind of resources might the resource center have? What are they going to put you on hold? Give you some tips for how you can better communicate with the guy that hijacked you so that maybe you can convince him to give you longer bathroom breaks. Uh, well, what is the, what are the resources center actually doing for those out there who are, uh, who are being hijacked by kidnappers that 911 can't do for them? I'd like to know this. Uh, all right. That's it for that. So let's get into some news topics. What do we got today? Give me that news drop, producer man. The best Yeezys to wear to show your support for Kanye. Next up, did Elon Musk really put his dick into a sink? And why wellness coaches are saying that you should include sink dick dips in your morning routine. You want to be successful, you got to do what these billionaires do with the self-care. Anyways, financial experts, recommendations for what to do if you went on a shopping spree and now have concerns that Biden won't forgive your student loans. You know, it's being held up. You might have realized more money. I'm going to go spend that money. All right, next. How soon till Giselle is fucking Pete Davidson? We all know it's going that way. How much time? That's the ultimate revenge. And then who knows? Maybe Tom Brady will get out there as well and start being like, I hate these Jews and they stole my money and I got bad contracts and I'm getting sacked too much. And really, I'm black 
and I'm the real Jewish person. Wouldn't that be a fun uh, spin of events if we got to see Tom Brady debate Kanye West on who is the blacker real Jew? Or maybe that's the way that I can combat Kanye is we can do like a swap where he can be a Jew and then I can be black. I mean, we live in a world now. You can declare yourself to be whatever the hell you want to be. So, you know, it might as well w reward whoever's going to be the most imaginative about what they can declare themselves. All right, I'm sorry. There was more on our news topic here. Speaking of lovers, the drug Paul Pelosi's gay lover accidentally snorted and then sent him into a rageful homicide. All right, so let's get into some news topics. And uh, I know sometimes you're listening to the show and we do whole segments where we just break down why things make no sense. And I think a lot of you guys were like, I want actual information. I don't want to just hear about things that don't make any sense. And I understand that. But I was very happy to see that Twitter all looked at this Paul Pelosi thing and they broke it down in the same fashion that I was, where I was just like, wait a minute. And what's strange about this case is how is it that none of legacy media is asking any of these questions? Even Fox News all day, they're parading on experts going, you see, this is the problem we have in this country. This is an outrage what's happened to this man. This is why we need safety for our leaders. This is why we need to tone down the violent rhetoric. Everybody took this as an opportunity to go, you see, this is what happens when we don't put enough people in jail because of January 6th. This is what happens when we let people have their free opinions, when we let people go on QAnon. If we let people explore these dark thoughts and we don't stop it instantly, they start channeling the devil. And once they're overtaken by the devil and they've got thoughts of government and the pedophiles, they go into a, ran, a rageful homicide. And the next thing you know, windows are being kicked in from the inside because they got devil powers. They don't even need to kick it from the outside. They can somehow kick them out from the inside. And then we've got our leaders on attack. So we got to shut down the QAnon early before the devil enters into these people. I don't know if you guys were watching Fox News uh, reporting yesterday, but that's what it was all day. Even the New York Post were going to break down an article was buying into this bullshit. So here's the thing. We don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to go the way of Alex Jones where you're being sued for more money that actually exists in the universe. They must seem that they must think that Alex Jones is some kind of a derivative product where you can sue him for a trillion dollars. All right. So anyways, do I actually know that Paul Pelosi got his hammer stuck in his gay lover's asshole? I couldn't know that. I'm not there. I don't know what happened. And God bless, by the way, being an 80-year-old that still has this kind of sex drive. That I mean, that must be whatever organs they're actually eating off the baby parts that they get from uh, Planned Parenthood. To have that kind of a libido, that at age 80, your wife goes out for one evening, and you're like, all right. It's time for some gay hookers. I mean, God bless. I wish, I, I hope that I have that kind of energy when I get to be that age. I'd be surprised by it. But anyways, I don't know what actually took place, but I can tell you that myself, every time I saw these newspaper articles, I'm thinking, hey, wait a second. And then I'm reading Twitter. I'm noticing that Twitter's also going, hey, wait a second. And I think that this is good that more and more of us are just looking at the news information that they're feeding us and just going, well, that seems like some bullshit. So let's break down what took place. So first is, as I said, you have everyone going, enough is enough, right? Um, this is from the Huff Post. Enough is enough. Biden rips attack on Paul Pelosi's right wing hate that fueled it. See, this is the opportunity that they have to go, we can't have people questioning the news because when we have people questioning the news, the devil gets inside of them and they end up at Paul Pelosi's house with a hammer in their ass. 
Uh, here we go. I don't even know where this one was from. Intruder shouted, where is Nancy? An attack on U.S. Speaker Pelosi's husband's report. So the first piece of information here that I think we all have to keep in mind is Nancy Pelosi is what? The third most important person in the country? And what is she worth? $200 million, $100 million, certainly more than $50 million. She lives in a oddly residential neighborhood. I don't know much about how expensive homes are in San Francisco. I don't know that much about her block, but I remember years ago when someone defecated and wrote something on her garage door with their human feces, which is the best way to share a message. If you're trying to get through to the global elites, drop in a nice turd, and you got to plan ahead for that kind of turd. Um, I think it's best to put it in the freezer. I think it's best to take a hard turd, put it in the freezer, and that way you have like a Crayola marker type deal. And, you know, it starts off, you want to make sure that it's frozen all the way till you get there um, so that it's first starting to melt and then you can get a good smearing factor. You don't want to try and risk a fresh turd when you're writing messages to the global elites with your own feces because, you know, you don't want to show up and you're trying to squeeze it out or you end up with something real loose and then it's more of like a finger painting operation. You get to the end of it, you don't even have enough smear left to actually smear out your whole message. That's not the way to do it. If you ever want to write messages to the global elites, with your own feces. Firstly, you got to make sure to get your stomach right so that you got good logs, right? I mean, I guess you could you work with like if you got like those little goose hooks, if you're pooping out like the thinner goose hooks, you can freeze those too. And then that's more of like a light like pencil type thing. But I think what you really want is to get a meaty turd that you can hold with like your entire wrist and then make big swooping type motions. Um, and if you're not already uh, aware of this. I don't know that the homeless guy wrote things with his turds. I, I just remember that a homeless guy wrote stuff on his garage, on her, on his, on her garage door. And I was, uh, shocked that her garage door was that accessible to the public. So I believe that she lives on a residential street. It's not like a gated community. Uh, and I believe that her house is somewhat accessible. What I can't believe is that people as wealthy as her with video cameras on the side of their homes as the third most important person in our government doesn't have better security or protection. I mean, my own parents, what, what does it cost to have an alarm in your house that you set at night? What does that cost? 50 bucks a month? You're telling me a person worth $100 million, a public figure who obviously, like, why is it that the president gets all this fucking secret service and then Nancy Pelosi is absolutely nothing? Or maybe when she leaves and then Paul Pelosi just gets left in the house alone and they secretly take all the security out so that he can make love with his gay lovers. But we're not in the conspiracy space yet. What we're trying to do is just focus on the details that apparently make no sense. And so let's start with the first thing that makes no sense. How are the Pelosi's as wealthy as they are and living in a house that can be easily broken into? Does that add up to you guys? Don't you feel like if the Pelosi's were just to be living on a residential street and they were worth that much money, they would at least invest in windows that wouldn't just be broken? They'd have things like a panic room? Like, I just don't believe that people that are this wealthy and this public, unless they actually have superpowers, unless there really are alien lizard creatures and they're thinking, fucking come into my home. They're standing around and like, try it. Yeah, break in here try that and then they'll eat you alive like all of a sudden like a vampire you know will poof right up behind you be like press on your little back be like yo you just break into my house cool you know what here why don't you sit down why don't you have something to eat and then you sit down at the table and they're putting all like the spices into a bowl and you're like what are you cooking and then you realize that you're about to be eaten and then it's over you find out it's like a horror movie so maybe that's what it is maybe they want people to come into their home it's like a trap they're like come on in 
Tell us what you think about QAnon. Tell us about what you think about kids that are being shipped from one area to another. Come on in. We the, the table's made. We got the spices cooking. All right. So that's the biggest piece of information is how is it possible that people can this easily break into their home? So when I first saw it, I was like, you know what? I don't think anyone was breaking in. I think someone was busting out. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they must keep demons in their basement and some fucking freak creature just broke out of this basement and now they got to cover up for it. One of the gay boys that they hijacked and they store down there that they keep alive for a couple days because they'll plow, you know, fluids in and out of it before they hijack the organs. Because that's how you get primo organs is you got to feed that person your cum because if you feed the cum <laughs> to the gay slaves that you keep in your basement, uh, the liver that and the organs that you harvest from them will be better suited for your body. And remember, this programming is uh, safe for YouTube, everybody. This is the kind of stuff, thank you Elon Musk for uh, taking back over Twitter and creating an environment uh, where we can talk about the global elites and how they harvest organs out of their basements. Uh, anyways, so that was my first thought, was okay, this person didn't break in, they were breaking out. Next thought was maybe, you know, this guy somehow was hanging out with the Pelosi's and they got him addicted to some shit. And then he showed up and he was like, yo, I need, I need that shit. And then I was thinking, well, maybe they were partying together. They're doing some cocaine. And then this guy accidentally snorted the adrenocone, went into a rageful homicide. I mean, it's hard to know what was actually happening, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to know what was actually happening, but the internet has come to a couple conclusions. One, They've showcased pictures of the way that the window is broken, and they've gone, hey, that one's a little bit weird. Uh, they found pictures of this individual who was out there, you know, being a gay anal sex slave in a hippie area, showcasing his naked body in a way that might have allured one of these global elites when their wife went away on business, you know, to get a little hanky-panky going late at night. All right, so let's take a look at the way Legacy Media has reported on this. Keep in mind, we're talking about wealthy individuals. How can it possibly be that their house is this easily broken into? These are all common sense questions. All right, so let's start with the New York Post, because the New York Post, they're usually not that favorable to liberals. But let's even see what the New York Post had to say on this one. What's going on? Why are you here? What are you going to do to me? Pelosi uh, allegedly said in order to alert 911 to the emergency without tipping off DePape to the call. The dispatcher, Heather Grimes, had sensed something was wrong with the situation and ordered officials to conduct an expedited wellness check on the home. All right, so let's take a second here. First is, do you really have to be an emergency call person and sense that something's wrong? Don't you get a call and you're like, Hey, what's going on? You don't get a clear answer. You go, hey, maybe we should go check that out. Like, it shouldn't be surprising that you're getting an emergency call on an emergency line, right? I mean, that's why you're there. You're literally the person that takes emergency calls. You know, like, can you imagine the person's on the news and we couldn't believe it. I mean, I work at the emergency line and it sounded like the call was an emergency. So, I mean, like, there are like a round of applause for this lady that she managed to decipher secret codes from this person who called the emergency law line that he was actually in an emergency. Now, the other thing that's odd about this sentence, let's read it again. Sense that something was wrong with this situation and ordered officials to conduct an expedited wellness check. So, are they already going to do a wellness check? Nancy Pelosi went out of town. She's like, hey, you got to go check on my husband. He's seen some crazy shit. And he lives with a lot of shame. And so when I leave, you know, we, we got to keep an eye on him to make sure that he doesn't go leak to the press and try and get everything off his chest. 
What exactly? What, what is an expedited wellness check? Is that what they were? Is that? Uh, I mean, what does that mean? So there was already a, a wellness check scheduled. Nancy Pelosi goes out of town for one day, and she can't leave her drunk husband at home because he might go out, get in the car, drunk driving, looking for gay hookers at night. All right, let's continue reading. It is really thanks to Mr. Pelosi having the ability to make that call and truly the attention and the instincts of that dispatcher to realize that something was wrong in that situation and to make the police call a priority so they got there within two minutes to respond to the situation. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins told CNN, San Francisco Police Chief William Scott reiterated the dispatcher's good instincts during a Friday press conference praising her for reading between the lines. As officers arrived at the scene, Pelosi 82 attempted to grab the hammer out of DePape's hands. DePape allegedly hit Pelosi over the head with the weapon in the scuffle and was caught on police body cam. So first there, are we going to get to see this body cam? And so secondly, the cops were there long enough to see this go down and they didn't shoot the guy? So you're telling me that there was a guy wielding a hammer in a fight with Paul Pelosi and they, I, I guess that really does show you the discrimination in this country. That's what we should be talking about. The racist San Francisco Police Department that because this guy was white, they allowed him to be illegally in somebody else's home wielding a hammer and actually attack the guy and hit him on the head. So, so they were there and they were just watching this unfold and escalate. Bullshit. There's no way. That sounds to me like the guy was wielding the hammer and Paul Pelosi was like begging the cops like, no, that's, I love him. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. He just, he snorted the wrong pile of cocaine and did the adrenocone. Don't hurt him. All right. This is from CBS News. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. So they're sharing the hammer. That's how in love these two are and how much they love the hammers inside of each other's rectum, said Scott. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. So the police, they were there. They got to watch the whole show. So, and they got the cameras, so they might they might even be able to share this with us. All right, what is some other reporting? This is from The Week magazine. As of Friday afternoon, a motive for the attack was still unclear per San Francisco Police Chief William Scott. David DePape, 42, has been identified as the suspect and will be charged with attempted homicide. An acquaintance characterized DePape as out of touch with reality. And what was it that made him out of touch with the reality? Was he yelling things like the Pelosi's are vampires? I'm addicted to their baby blood. And uh, they've told me that I will be able to enter their other race if they can just put hammers up my ass. Maybe this is like the actual source of QAnon. Was this guy, like, was he really out of touch with reality? Or was he actually dropping some truth bombs onto the neighborhood because he was spending time with Pelosi's and he got the inside look on the way these demons are really leaving, living and he was sharing that information because Paul Pelosi couldn't handle the shame of this anymore and that's why he's got a drinking thing. These are the questions that real media should be asking. All right, CBS News, here we go. A CBS News review of suspected social media post by DePape shows him spreading conspiracy theories about Holocaust denial. So he's been, you know, following his Kanye's. He's, he's up on the news. Pedophiles in the government, so he's hitting on the classics and claims that Democratic officials run child sex rings. Um, so now I always wonder, is this actually real? Or are they just covering their tracks? Are they trying to make it seem like this is the exact perpetrator that they've been warning us about? 
They've been out there and they've been warning us that this misinformation is going to lead to violence and that if people are reading this, they're going to start attacking our homes and that no politician, really, no decent person or civilization is safe because of the words being spoken online and the fact that everyday citizens are becoming convinced of the pedophiles in Washington. And so that's why we need censorship. We can't let these false ideas proliferate on the internet. So I'd be curious to know how involved this guy really was with the exact thing that they are trying to demonize. All right, let's continue. What else we got? What is some other reporting that we've heard? This is from AP News. David DePape was known in Berkeley as a pro-nudity activist who had picketed naked at protests against local ordinances requiring people to be clothed in public. So this guy's fun. He's out there. He's living a real San Francisco life where he's like, fuck you. You don't tell me that I have to wear clothes. And I'm telling you, this is what happened. The global elites, you know, they're driving around in their car. And they live, you know, kind of uh, odd lives. And then one day he's driving and he sees this hot naked hippie boy and he goes, I'm going to fuck that kid. And so that's what he does. He calls him up one day and he's just so enamored by this person who's living a different lifestyle. It's like that scene in Casino where Robert De Niro, who's a very measured individual, lives his life in a very measured fashion. He's almost OCD. He calculates everything. He's very meticulous. And then he sees a hot, uh, was it Sharon Stone? I don't even remember who, who the actress was. Throwing up the chips in the air, making a whole mess of the scene. And he's like, this is the yin and yang. This is the spontaneity and hot chick and freak show that I need to ruin my discipline and measured life. So that's what Paul Pelosi was doing. He's driving around and he lives a disciplined life where Nancy Pelosi barks orders at him, tells him the stocks that he's supposed to trade. He's making all sorts of money. He's trying to pretend like his wife isn't an evil witch and he's got to live this measured life. And so every once in a while he's driving around and he sees a hippie out there who's naked, who just doesn't give a shit about the rules. He's just out there going, no, you don't tell me that I can't sell my asshole and I have to wear clothes. I mean, we're talking about a real rebel living on the streets of California, just trying to sell his booty hole. And he's not going to let nobody tell him that he can't advertise the goods that he's got. My God, did God give this guy a beautiful rectum and he's going to get out there and he's going to showcase that he's got a butt that you could show, shove hammers into. You're going you're gonna to deprive this gay male hooker of the free advertising of roaming the streets of California with clothing? Let's continue. Gene DePape said the girlfriend whom his son followed to California was named Gypsy and had two children together. DePape also has a child with a different woman, his stepfather said. These people are living a very different lifestyle than me. Photographers published by the San Francisco Chronicle on Friday identified DePape frolicking nude outside City Hall with dozens of others at the 2013 wedding of pro-nudity activist Gypsy Taub, who was marrying another man. Taub did not respond Friday to calls or emails. A 2013 article in the Chronicle described David DePape as a hemp jewelry maker who lived in a Victorian flat in Berkeley with Tab, who hosted a talk show on local public access TV called Uncensored 9-11, in which he appeared naked and pushed conspiracy theories that the 2001 terrorist attacks were an inside job. I got to get out to San Francisco. You know, these people, uh, they're living good lives. And so what's the takeaway from all of this? What is the news report? that Paul Pelosi's attack highlights raising threats to lawmakers. There's no talk about the gay lovers. There's no talking about the oddities of the way the window is broken. There's no talk about uh, how come they don't have more security. They don't have any talk about the wellness checks. They don't have any talk about the fact that they're seemingly sitting around with hammers inside their assholes. They let all these details go, and instead they focus on the one thing that protects them 
and confirms everything that they've always said of, hey, there's people reading things on the internet and they're going to come and kill us and that's why it's dangerous. That's their takeaway. Paul Pelosi attack highlights raising threat to lawmakers. Or here we go. Here's Hillary Clinton. The Republican Party and its mouthpieces now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories. It is shocking, but not surprising, that violence is the result. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and the actions that follow. In other words, it's not even the QAnon people. It's just Republicans in general. Republicans say things, and because they say things, it is the natural cause of their words that certain people will end up being violent, and that's why we have to end Republicans from stating their opinions. All right, so that's it from the Paul Pelosi gay tale. I look forward to this news story breaking. Hopefully we'll get more information on this. And uh, let's take a couple comments. E-common sense. What will he be charged with? Trespassing is not being prosecuted by the DAs in these sanctuary cities. That's an interesting point. Forest Mommy, I wish I could use the mainstream media to cover up my sex scandals. There you go. Uh, common sense. Paul Pelosi is ruining his own little brown sex ring. With that, oh, I forgot to pull up the video, but uh, Forest Mommy actually sent me a clip of what they were showcasing this on social media. Same with the window. I don't know how glass windows break. I can't tell you if glass falls on the inside or the outside. It does seem weird to me that there wouldn't be an alarm system in a, in a house this wealthy or a security guard. Just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but another thing that they were playing this was odd, was they were claiming to have the police call. Now, what's odd about the police call is why can't I have the whole police call? Why can't we get the police footage? I mean, they put out police footage when, like, when usually when you got the security cams on these people, they show it to us. Why can't they show us this gay orgy scene? Why can't they show us the organ parts that these kids were eating from these supposed pedophile rings? Why can't you show us what was on these cameras? Um, But they played one piece. And I'm not saying that this is true because it's literally one piece. I don't know why there wasn't the full call. But in that one piece, uh, he uh, Paul addresses the fact that he knows the individual, which confuses the person who's receiving the emergency call, which is what the New York Post was addressing and that they had to actually decipher that it was emergency. I believe the exact line was something like... I mean, how do you, that's how you know that something's not factually accurate when I go, it might have been something like this, <laughs> but it was something along the lines of, um, I know him, his name is Dave and the person being like, wait, so you know, the person who's broken into your house and demanded speaking with Nancy, uh, cause he ran out of organ parts that he needed to remain youthful. All right. Next comment. Common sense. Paul Pelosi is running. Oh, I already read that. Uh, St. Michael was worried for a sec, started to cut out. St. Michael, feds are on to us. Trey Allen, she dresses as Moloch and pegs him. I could believe that. Um, St. Michael, damn, I can't see Forrest, mommy. Disappointing for everybody. All right. So in continuing our uh, things of what doesn't make sense, because we don't get real information anymore. No one gives us the news. They just tell us crazy storylines. And the best you can do is go, hey, here's why this doesn't make sense. And then hopefully, you know, you can wait two years and then they actually report on why they lied to you. Um, I don't understand why people are destroying art for the environment. Firstly, talk about the worst way to make a getaway is to glue yourself to the wall after you throw mashed potatoes on a famous painting. But what the fuck do famous paint like? I, I mean, liberals love art, you know? Why are you guys the ones destroying the art in the name of oil? It doesn't make any sense. What does a classic piece of art have anything to do with the people that are making profit off of oil? If anything, the people who made profit off of oil probably donated things to the museum. That's the one thing that you're getting out of it is the fact that you can see these classic paintings. I really don't understand that in any capacity. The other one is uh, 
you can go down the Run Your Mouth archive. I believe it's a video that I took from the shed. I'm wearing a military helmet, and I'm screaming about how the feds clearly entrap these individuals. And when I say clearly, I, I, I mean clearly in a I have no idea what I'm talking about kind of way. So if you're out there YouTube or you're out there people who, you know, litigate, you know, nonsense on a show called Run Your Mouth, where I literally talk and say things that are complete and total nonsense, then you can decipher and take them for what you want. Um, so I can't say clearly that these people were entrapped, but it seemed like a bunch of losers were misled by better looking people in the FBI who said, hey, let's go, uh, let's play a little LARPing game of pretending how cool it would be if we kidnapped the governor. And then a bunch of fucking losers who had nothing better to do with the time said, hey, I would like to do that. I have no life whatsoever, and if you'll continue picking me up from my mom's basement, serving me marijuana and beer, and making me feel like I'm a part of this little make-believe club where we get to do things like plan kidnappings that we're never actually going to do, sure, I'll sit in the back of the room and say, I think that's a great idea if you'll pick me up from my mom's house and give me free weed. So most of the people got off, but then somehow you got these other people who are actually in trouble. I don't understand how some of them got off for entrapment. How is it that the FBI could do the same thing to a room full of people and for some it would be considered entrapment and then for other people it could be something that they'd be going to jail for 20 years for? I don't quite, I don't quite understand the dynamics of that. And it seems like these people had public defenders. I think that there's something unjust in our society. And some of the world's, like, you know, very good lawyers who are pretty well paid uh, will work as prosecutors at the FBI and then you, as an individual without money, get a public defender who probably has zero time for your case whatsoever, basically shows up and goes, I think you should be taking a plea deal. I don't know if that's the way that that actually works, but that's the point. Makes no sense. All right. A couple of other quick news topics. But before we do, if you guys like what I do over here, uh, you know, you can't just do this anywhere. You can't just get any sponsor. We've had loyal sponsors here all year, YoKratom.com. We've had Sheath Underwear, and we've got our newest sponsor, which is Jake's Minshew. You know what I just realized? This entire time, I haven't had the slides up. That's incredible. How come nobody told me that? You guys have been here the entire time, and no one's pointed out to me that not one slide has been on, has been on the screen. Guys, well, what do you think I was looking at over here the whole time? I mean, you guys watch the show. You know that I have ADD. You know that I mess up the tech stuff. Why would you tell me that? Now, you know what we got to do now? And all right, the following segment called Rob Fucked Up is brought to you by Jake's Mint Chew CBD. And you know why I'm so calm about this fuck up? I know usually you guys will see me really scream and yell and get very frustrated, but not now. You know why? Because I've got Jake's Mint Chew in my life. And when you got CBD that you can just put between your lips, you can calm the fuck down. And so I had some before the show, so I'm not all fucking antsed up and angry. No, I'm relaxed because I know that 85-year-olds can still have enough charisma and juice in their tank that they want to go fuck naked hooker boys in the street of San Francisco. And that's inspiring. That makes me feel better about the aging process. You see what I'm saying? Like, I thought that uh, you would reach an age where you didn't have it in you at 1 in the morning to go out and try and find gay hookers. But apparently... God leaves you with enough juice in those balls that you would want to go out there and do that. So that makes me feel good. And the other thing that makes me feel good is the fact that I'm sponsored by companies like Jake's Mint Chew, where if you use promo code ROB, you're going to get yourself 15% off. What is Jake's Mint Chew? Well, firstly, if you're a tobacco chewer, which is disgusting, 
These have uh, chew, um, I mean, it's not even chew, they come in pouches. So if you're like me and you've never chewed before in your life, you can just put it in there and it's delicious. And you don't have to, it's not like a thing where it's like the thing's getting into your mouth. You put it in, it's got multiple different flavors, it absorbs to your gums, and it's a delicious way to get yourself some CBD. If you're into CBD, I find it to be uh, nice and calming. So go to Jake's Minchu, use promo code ROB, you get yourself 15% off. All right, and now here we go. We're, we're going to do a little reverse action here. I hope you guys are ready for a little bit of reverse action so that you could uh, take in all the slides that you didn't get to see. So there's the Hillary Clinton tweet. Uh, there's the AP article. Because you guys just think I'm making this all up. If I don't have the slides up here, you guys really think I'm insane. I mean, if I didn't take the slides up here, you wouldn't see the CIA documentation of the organ parts that they harvest from kids in their sex trafficking cases. You would think I was just making that part up. So here we go. Here's the other AP article. Here's the CBS News quote. Here's the week quote, CBS News quote, near post quote, picture of, uh, that's a handsome man for a person of his age. There's the Huffington Post. There's a little slide that says the words make no sense. There's the debate's topics, the fake eggs, the ticket links. And now we can go the other way. How much fun is this? Especially for the people listening, the people that aren't even watching the show, that are just listening to me describe the slides that exist on YouTube, except there's no way that this is gonna continue to exist after this one. So now we can, a little reverse action back to where we were. So here's the title card. Here's all the ticket links because I got shows coming up and they're really funny and you guys should buy tickets and show up. Here are all the important matters that had nothing to do with the news. Here is today's topics. Here's the slide that said makes no sense. Here's Huffington Post, the picture of the lovers, the New York Post piece, CBS News, The Week, CBS News, AP, Paul Pelosi, the handsome hooker man that Hillary Clinton posted a tweet about. The other topics that make no sense, the plug for Jake's Minshew, and now the other random news topics. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to come through and uh, agree with Forrest Mommy once again that St. Michael is the uh, MVP of the Run Your Mouth live streams. Uh, I shall remember to remind you next time, Rob. Thank you, St. Michael. And remind us next time we're aligned at Skankfest together to actually take a picture. Here we go. This is from Unreported Truths. Uh, that is uh, Alex Berenson. He's been the best single news source other than Stephen, our resident non-scientist when it comes to COVID-related matters. So here we go. The best conspiracy theory you'll hear today. Given how unbelievably badly the Omicron-specific boosters are performing and, and the ongoing um issue with all-cause mortality in the mRNA countries, is it possible that Pfizer plans to price their mRNA shots at $110 or more a jab going forward to discourage widespread use? This is odd, because I was actually talking about this on part of the problem, that if they got rid of the emergency authorization, they would have to price in like actual claims against them, and so the product would become so expensive it wouldn't get used. And then Dave's like, yeah, but then you would just pull it from the market, and I didn't even consider this. Maybe they don't want to pull it from the market, they just want to make it so expensive that people actually just stop using it. Let's continue. Insurers might suck up paying $20 a shot for a zero-efficacy vaccine for 150 million people. In the American medical system, $3 billion is barely a rounding error. But at $120, the cost would be $18 billion, more than insurers spent on any drug in 2021. At that spending level, insurers will start to fight. They may well balk at paying without currently non-existent evidence that the boosters are useful. In other words, is the pricing a backdoor way to withdraw the shots? Very interesting, unless government mandates that they would have to uh, do it, which would mean all of our insurance premiums going up, 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 
Don't believe them when they say shit's free. It's never free. There ain't no, there ain't no fucking free lunches, even with fake eggs. All right, a couple more quick news topics, and then uh, that'll be our episode. Next episode, probably going to do one on Monday, because I want to have uh, our uh, incredible history expert, Gary Richied, onto the show. He wrote the... Um, uh, uh, incredible history book, which I have in my bag and I read on planes. Uh, and then I think I had another guest that I want to have on Monday and then we might do another episode during the week. And then I'm going to be doing some live ones over the weekend, Friday night in Dallas. We'll do a quick, uh, news recap of stuff that was going on in the news after a standup. And then Saturday live podcast with Scott Horton with lessons and empires from star Wars. All right. Yeezy. I was saying, man, is Adidas really going to get rid of this guy and cost themselves $250 million in sales a year? And the answer is no. They'll just steal his shoes. That's what they're going to do. They're going to get rid of Kanye, and they're going to keep selling Yeezys. They'll do it under a different name. And, I mean, talk about a guy who, like, he if he thought he was mad at the Jews, if there was someone Adidas who was a Jew who Jew lawyered him into a contract where he didn't own the intellectual property on his Yeezys and they were able to just kick him off and then continue to sell the Yeezys. Now, it'd be interesting whether or not Yeezys are still popular without him pushing them because I don't understand the whole Yeezy thing. I don't understand the whole Kanye thing. I don't understand buying shit just because some some celebrity endorses it. But then again, I didn't understand why people took Corona vaccines. So I don't understand the way people operate. And all I can do is stand here and yell and try and educate people that they're all retarded. I can only do my part. But plugging my family business here as a person who comes from a long line of Jew lawyers, make sure when you're doing business, if you're not a Jew yourself, make sure you got a Jew lawyer. That's the only way to combat other people's Jew lawyer is with your own Jew lawyers. And now I'm just hoping that Adidas extra mocks him where like they put out the Yeezys and they call it like tribe shoes or like real, no, like true tribe shoes. And then it says on the bottom, not, not, not the, the lost tribes that aren't white, not those ones the, or the real Jews. They can call the shoes the real Jews or the chosen feats or the true Hebrews. I don't know, just something uh, extra get under his skin. Uh, and then here was a fun moment with Obama uh, having a difficult time with the crowd. And usually Obama doesn't have a difficult time with the crowd. Usually Obama's as cool as they come. So let's uh, give this a quick watch. Come on. But this, this, is, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I mean, we're having a conversation. And you know what Obama was thinking was, uh, uh, you guys might want to knock that off, because uh, if you don't, uh, I'm going to drone your houses. Uh, the drones, I, uh, I still have access to them, and we can use them not just on brown kids living in places like Afghanistan, but uh, using the same technology that we used when we gathered all the people from January 6th, we'll find out where every single one of you live and we'll drone your homes. So, I hope you enjoyed this moment. It's a terrible Obama impression. Uh, I got mixed thoughts on this. I don't like being heckled. I don't think that this is a great thing if people show up to give speeches and then everyone's just yelling at them. I think shutting down speeches is kind of stupid. Now, there have been some moments where people have confronted global elites and it makes you feel really nice 
the moments include uh, McCain, when people, I think, stormed into one of those rooms, they yelled at him and Kissinger. There's one with the soldier. Bush is sitting in church, and the soldier's yelling at him, hey, you got my friends killed over a lie. So there's certain moments that kind of breaks down the fabric of this pretend respect. It's the emperor wears no clothes. That we all think that there's a certain amount of dignity that we're all supposed to live with and that the global elites are supposed to be treated in a, with a certain level of respect. And sometimes it's nice to see when these people are called out for um, their evil behaviors in a way that kind of breaks the matrix of the system a little bit, where you're like, hey, these are supposed to be untouchables. No one's supposed to say this. And then, you know, maybe if you had enough of that, because that's the way propaganda works. Things repeat often enough, and then you see more of it. People think it becomes more normal. So there is something, too, when people break the convention and actually call out evil world leaders on the evil things that they've done, which, for one, we very rarely have to see world leaders confront their evil. Uh, and then two, uh, you know, maybe you see more of that and all of a sudden it becomes like the emperor where, uh, the emperor has no clothes that since someone called it out, we can actually have more of a conversation about it. We can actually confront that. We can bring it into reality. So I think that that can have some utility when people are yelling about specific things of like, you know, if he was giving a speech about war and then someone threw out a specific heckle of, um, yeah, but you drone kids or something like that would then, or, you know, if someone, if he was saying uh, about how we need to have free healthcare for everyone and someone yelled out, yeah, but that drove up all the costs, like a very specific stat. So I'm not saying heckle, like, cause you know, I don't like being heckled, but even when I've been heckled and someone throws something very specific, I mean, I've had moments where I had to look at someone in the crowd and just be like, Hey man, don't be funnier than me. I'm trying to do a show up here. You're not making me look good. But like, Sometimes a specific heckle with specific information, like I understand, don't do it, but there's some utility to that and that I kind of understand. When it's just people that don't like you showing up to the thing and ruining it for the other people, it's a little less dignified. I'm not as into it. However, the one thing that's interesting is if we have free and honest elections, and let's say that we do, isn't it odd when you hear all these chants of fuck Joe Biden we were like, maybe this is kind of like when they pretended that everyone was getting vaccinated and they weren't really getting vaccinated. Maybe this guy really, really does not have nearly as much support. Like his 30% polling isn't even 30% polling. So I'm just floating that out there. So once again, it's kind of stupid to shut down speeches. I don't think either side wins when if every time people get together and they want to hear a speech from a guy, other people that don't want to, don't like that speech show up and yell a whole bunch. I don't think that that's like a good system for anyone because what, what are we both going to be playing that game and then everyone's got to stay in their house all the time to just watch Zoom meetings so that it doesn't get heckled. Um, but kind of fun and interesting. And it's always fun when uh, you get to see Obama actually flustered because the man typically is pretty smooth. Uh, all right, a couple more quick topics. This is from Zero Hedge. West urges Russia to reverse grain deal suspension, stop weaponizing food, which, um, yeah, don't start wars if you don't have the food resources that you need. It's like the, the same thing of that we're going to shame Putin. We're going we're gonna to provoke this war, and not only are we going to provoke this war, but then when the guy has the war, we're going to convince him to fight nice because we're going to shame him by calling him a war criminal. All right, so... Last two things. Firstly, award of the week goes to the Pelosi cop fixer. Whichever cop showed up on that scene and instantly 
like stepped into, oh, that's a Pelosi, and so we're going to have to spin a story action. I mean, that guy's a fucking champion. Whoever showed up on the wellness wellness check and saw two naked gay lovers pulling hammers outside of each other's assholes and then wielding them at each other and then realizing that there were organ parts from little babies in the room and that they had done too much adrenochrome and that the gay lover guy wasn't used to partying like this because he's not usually at the Pelosi's house and then stepped into action to cover it up, break a window, and make it look like the guy had broken in. I mean, that guy's a fucking super cop. And then also, props to this Pelosi man and giving me hope for the aging process that, who knows, maybe if I can join the global elites and get my, my my hands on the stem cells that they do, maybe I can also be an 84-year-old with the libido that when your old wife, who still has great tits, leaves for one weekend, you get right out there and you're trying to, you know, you're driving drunk and fucking gay hookers. I mean, talk about being pretty cool for an 80-year-old. That's That's getting out there. That is still living. And now, for our final solution, just come out and be free. If you're already 84... Like, go do the, uh, um, like, what's his name? Did it right. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, he did it right. He did 60 years as a, as a dude, and now he's doing the home stretch as a lady. And by the way, as far as old ladies go, he's not the ugliest of old ladies. He's got a pretty nice ass, which might be from the time he spent as a man competing in the Olympics. But I'm just saying, as far as, that's not the ugliest old lady I've seen, but that guy, he's living his truth. He thinks he wants to be, to, to do the home stretch as a lady, hold on to his wiener, Still hit on chicks, the whole thing, but but he's getting out there. He's doing it. I mean, how much time in your life do you want to spend not doing your thing? So, like, obviously, we shouldn't bring the fucking chaos to the kids. You know, kids, you know, leave leave kids alone. They got they got time to be wholesome. They haven't gotten bored of the fact of, you know, I understand you reach age 60, you become bored with being a male, you want to become a female, or you, you did the whole family thing, and then you reach an age where you're like, I want to go d- d- experiment with gay hookers. I understand that, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe at age 70, we should give up on holding old people accountable. You know what I mean? Like, go go live your truth. Just uh, get out there, and you, like, by the time you're 80... Don't be having nights where your wife leaves and then you're like, okay, this is my chance. Call up the hookers and get them over here and then have a wife who's still so controlling that she needs to call cops and do wellness checks. You know what I mean? At some age, like, you should be allowed to reset. All right, let's take a couple comments, call an episode. Forest Mommy, when you're back on Twitter, find my friend. Last I saw was FMU. We'll do, all right, too much cross conversations going here. Ofranov, damn, that video, the video is fake. I don't know what that means. Just looked it up. Oh, the Obama video is fake? Oh, shit, a farce? Did I fall fall for a farce? You mean they imported the crowd yelling while something else was going on? Well, then I got to respect the editing on that one. They got one by me, and uh, thank you for pointing out that we got something wrong. All right, guys, that's our episode. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, Once again, thanks to our loyal sponsors, YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, SheathUnderwear.com, the greatest underwear ever made by man, forged, treat your junk right, and you'll be able to be like Paul Pelosi, still have a working wiener when you're 80 years old. You use promo code RYM, you're going to get yourself 20% off. And then lastly, Jake's Minshew, uh, U.S.-made, high-quality CBD uh, gummies, chew, uh... Good soap, feels nice in your butthole, 
and some other products. Jake's Mint Chew, use promo code ROB, you're going to get 15% off. St. Michael, I do believe that was the video in question. Yes, Rob. Fair enough. Lastly, whole bunch of tours, dates, thefireticks.com, Omaha, Nebraska, Kansas City this weekend doing Texas big time. Big time Texas. Texas A&M on Sunday with BK Chris. Uh, what else do I have? Saturday with uh, – Scott Horton, Friday night, local comics in Dallas. Uh, And that's uh, all I got. Have a great day later.